Parshas Chayisara. Vechayisara, Meir Shonah, Ve'esim Shonah, Ve'sheva Shonim, Shnei Chayisara. Some Sofer famously asks over here, and he says, this is interesting, why does it end off Shnei Chayisara? We're talking, the beginning of the Pasuk begins, and that's how the Pasha begins. This is, the, this is the life of Sarah, and it tells us how long she lived, and it ends, this is the life, the years of Sarah. What's the Pshat? So the Chassam Sofer asks this question and he says that Chazal sometimes refer to people sometimes by people who lived by the times that people lived in. For example, this person lived in the, in the generation of Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yachai or similar to that. Over here the Torah is telling us that these 127 years of Sarah became known as the lifetime of Sarah. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky brings down a different Pshat. And it says, because the Misa of Sarah came right after the Akedah. People often say, and people could say, it was this, it was the Akedah that caused the death of Sarah. And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzal says, no, because it's telling us, the Torah is telling us again, telling us, no, she was meant to live 127 years. The Akedah of Yitzchak could have been close by, but if not for the Akedah, she may have actually died a different way, you know, a different way, but there's no question about it, this was the amount of time that she's meant to die in that way. Now, moving on, the Chedush HaRim, Gevaldige Chedush HaRim of the Ge'er Rebbe, brings a Medrash, and he says that Rabbi Kiva was just famous, Rabbi Kiva was once giving Sheh, and the Olim was sleeping. Something very, very unusual. People sleep in the middle of a Sheh, and he wanted to wake them up, so what did he do? He said, why? So in the middle of Sheh, middle of Sheh, Rabbi Kiva gets up and he says, Rabbi Sai, why did Esther rule over 127 countries? Because she was an ancestor of Sarah Menu, and Sarah Menu lived 127 years. All of a sudden, the Tamidim woke up and got back into the Rashba and Yuvamas. What shaykhs? Ask the Chadusha, I the Gay Rebbe, Manya Shmitalitz, I was seeing that very nice. That this woke them up, what's the shaykhs? Says the Chadusha in Kavaldik. He says, it shows, the Rebbe, it shows the Olam not to waste their time. Because every year that Sarah lived was another place that Esther ruled over. And therefore it tells us that every moment we live, we're living and we are building as we're living. And therefore it's such a hush of a thing for a person to realize. Rashi tells us in the beginning of the parasha, why does it say 20? It says, for example, these are the years of Sarah. It says, Meir Shana, 100 years. Ve'esrim Shana, 20 years. Ve'sheva Shana, 7 years. Says the says Rashi, the Kachnitav Shana, Bechol Klal, Vechlal, Loimelecha. Shekol Echad Nidrash, La'atzmai, Baskuf, Kebaschof, Lechet. She was 100 years old, and she was as if 20, where Averis, Ma Baskuf, Lechot, just like a 20 year old, basically hasn't done Navera, Bishamayim, Shabayna Basunshin, because she cannot be punished, A Baskuf, they're just like a seven-year-old is so beautiful, so sweet. So to a 20-year-old she was in the same thing. Interesting, with Moshe Feinstein and Drash, Moshe says, isn't a 20-year-old a little bit more beautiful than a seven-year-old? It's true, a seven-year-old is cute. A kid of seven-year-old is a cute kid. Sweet. I wouldn't say beautiful. 20 is already a different age. So it says with Moshe, Shad is like this. A seven-year-old you know, whatever the child does, you only look at the good. And your child messes around. Oh, come on, this kid is so sweet. Such a cute kid, right? Therefore, you know, you don't look at anything bad. Says so Moshe and Rosh Moshe, the same thing was with Sarah Menu. That even then she was 20, whatever she did was always looked upon totally as always into the good. Now we know that in this week's parasha, Sarah Menu dies. 
And we have a, 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 a hesped, as the Prosik tells us in Prosik Beis, right? He gives a, a hesped. This is the Makar, this is where it comes from. And it's very, very interesting, as we know, that there is a small chof. You're looking even in the Chumash. Yeah. Yeah, there's a small chav over here. What's the pshat? What's the reason? First of all, interesting. Why was there only Hesper from Avram? What happened to Yitzchak? I'm saying, Avram gives a Hesper. Yitzchak, the son, doesn't give a Hesper for his mother? You would think. You know, of course, the husband gives a Hesper, but one of the kids, we always know the kids get up and speak. What's the pshat? Says the Meshachachma. And he asked this question. He asked this question actually in Zosa Bracha. Why was there no Hesper? He actually asked the question, why was there no Hesper for Yaakov by Mitzrayim? He says, they only know it to Israel because, why? Because they knew him the last few years. Therefore, if they knew him the last few years, they couldn't really give him a proper Hesper. So the same thing over here. Yitzchak didn't really know Soros. Only for 37 years, it wasn't enough time to give a Hesper. 37 years, not enough time to give a Hesper. There are other reasons as well. Pashtas, where was Yitzchak? We all know where Yitzchak was. Where was he? He was learning. He was learning in the yeshiva, Shem Be'eva. You don't come home for your mother's leviah. No, no. Talmud Torah. Keneged Kulam. Right? Okay, you have to understand what that means. You have to be on the level to understand what that means. But Yitzchak was busy in yeshiva. So he wasn't giving a hesped for his mother. The Balaturim gives two answers why there is a small chof. He says, number one, she was old. Very, very old. And therefore, well, it's not a tragedy. It's sad. But it's not a tragedy. And therefore he didn't cry that much. The other reason is because Yitzchak caused the Misa. According to one we said a moment ago not that way. But the Balaturim says at least that it could be he felt that he caused the Misa. Says Rabchaim Kaufman from Gates said Roshiva in Mishka Shemin he brings another reason from a Tonad Develio. Tonad says that when Avram went to the Kedah the Sultan tried to do whatever he could to stop him from doing the Akedah. It didn't work. Obviously, Avram was going to go, right? The Rebbeinu tells him. He did one last thing. He went to Sarah and he said, you, want to, you know what your husband is doing right now? Your husband right now is killing your son. And she cried, and then she died. Talent Velio says this. So the Sultan says, ah, beautiful. What's going to happen is Avram is going to come back. And he's going to see, oh my gosh, look what just happened. This is for this. I had to shake my son, or want to, whatever. I, I regret it. I regret the mitzvah. When you regret the mitzvah, you get no schar for the mitzvah. If that's the case, says the Tanit Since the Sultan could never have stopped Avram from doing it, said it. Say he did it. At least that stop him. That when he comes back, he's going to regret everything he did and lose the schar of the mitzvah. Therefore, Avram didn't cry a lot to show that people shouldn't think, oh my gosh, he's crying for the tragedy of losing his wife because of the mitzvah that he did, and therefore because of that, um, and that's why he cried a small amount. It's interesting, by the way, if you look at the Lashon Apostolic, it's the wrong way around. You see this? It's, He cried. Don't you cry before you give a hesped, or at least during the hesped? What's the pshat, the hesped, and then the crying? How does it work? So the Gemara Moed Cotton says that first comes the crying, then comes the hesped. So what's the pshat over here? It says that it's Siv in Hemek Dava. What's that? So let's say you did a hesped and then like you went back home and cried there? 
What is that? Why? What's the reason because for that? The Gemara says, forget. No, because he wants his kind of the loss of every day of silence and her spirituality, what she gave to him. You do that during the Hesper or before no, that, right after, all, after. He's kind for all, uh, every time you remember silence. Right, so you do that before, like the no, Gemara says. No, he's he's kind. Kind. You went to the tent and he sees all the Nisim are not there anymore, that's where the time is. Okay, then it says there's a different chat. Then it says that Hemogdoba says that normal crying is done in private. Right? Hesper is done in public, obviously, right? So the Pshat is that over here, what happened over here is when he got to Hebron, there were tons of people there already. Right? Everyone was gathered around. The Gemara and Hedron said everyone was there, everyone was looking. It was a whole matzav. It was a public thing. There was no privacy. Therefore, the Gemara says you don't cry in such a situation. Rather, he did the public hesper because that's what he had to do when everybody left. Then he started to crying. Or another Pshat is says the Nitziv, that it all depends on who died. If the person dies, causes a major change in people's lives, then the crying is first. That's why, for example, by the Choban Beis Amidash, we cry first. But the person is so great, then what happens is you have to, the Hespis first, because people have to understand the praise of who she was and where she comes from. I want to give you another shot as well. The, the Balaturim, again, like we said, says that the small Chof is because of maybe that Avram realized that it caused the Misa because of Akeda. Rabbi Chaim Kenevsky in time of the Kra asked the question the Gemara Mitzvahim Davchov Davchesim sorry where the Gemara tells us Shlucha Mitzvah Einen Ezokin that you cannot get harmed by doing a Mitzvah. So everyone asked the question how can something bad happen to Avram? He's doing a Mitzvah. Hashem said go shecht your son. Shlucha Mitzvah Einen Ezokin we have a cloud. When I'm doing a Mitzvah I'm not going to be harmed. Avram is about to do a Mitzvah. So if that's the case how can it be harmed? This is, this is the Balt's Kasha in this week's Parsha. So he answers, Rabbi Chanky he answers the time to God. He says, first of all, you have to understand it's true. Chazal tell us it's true that Lemaisa, a person doing a mitzvah, will not cause any harm. But if the time is up for a person, he's meant to die, or he's being punished, then it doesn't make a difference. And he happens to be doing, even if he's happy doing a mitzvah at that time. The mitzvah is not going to stop you being killed. Other rabbi, he says, it's a schus for you to be killed while you're doing a mitzvah. <laughs> so he says, they ask a question, and he says like this, very, very nice, but what mitzvah was Sora doing? Avram was doing the mitzvah, Sora wasn't doing any mitzvah. So Rebchaim Knievsky Shlita explains that Sora basically reached her time that she was about to die. So the Rebbeinu specifically made it at the time of the Akedah, but she wasn't doing any mitzvah. Says the Minchas Aaron, yesterday's yard site, right? The Minchas Aaron, and he says that it's true that even if the Rebbeinu Shlom Chazal guarantee that there's no nesek, there's no harm doing a mitzvah, that's only stuff. But if the Rebbeinu Shlom wants to test a person to see if you question the Rebbeinu Shlom, then the mitzvah isn't, isn't going to help you in that case because that's not part of the guarantee. And the death of sorrow over here was the biggest test of Rome. And says the Melchasar, and if it was the biggest test of Rome, she didn't have to be doing a mitzvah because this is Rosh Hashem in that way. Right, so let's just move on a couple of other things that's very, very interesting I wanted to point out to you. Oh, for example, like this, the Ramban. Very, very Chosh Ramban. We should learn this before the trip. The Ramban says in, uh, in, in the end of Perich of Gimel, Basically, the Rabban is a kasha. And he says, why is the Torah telling us about Ma'oras HaMachpela in such detail? What do we have to know where it is? The whole business. What is the Torah going into so much detail? Listen to this Ramban. He says, <laughs> Rabbi, I think this 
is the Makar in the Rishonim for going to keep going to the Kvarim of the Ovis and others as well to visit Kvarim to give it covered and obviously to Davan there as well if you want to people ask you you know ah, to go to Kvarim and Davan the Chayra this is the first place that I know of in the Rishonim already that's mentioned that a person can actually uh, do that over there let's move on Rabbi Sai. there's a few other things that I wanted to point out as well it says in the Torah and Pasuk Aleph in Perak of Dalet Right, step first of all, Vavom Zokin Bo Bayomim. What does it mean, Bo Bayomim? He was old, Bo Bayomim. He comes with days. What does that mean? Says this Fasemis. Because there are many old people out there, many people live long lives. Avon wasn't the only person to live a long life. The Torah is telling us Bo Bayomim. He's coming with his days. That every day that he has in this world, he used for the good. So he was old, but he used every moment of his time. What does it mean? What is Bakol thing? What does it mean? Avram had everything? It doesn't mean he literally had everything. What it means is Avram didn't feel he was lacking. It was so often people have so much, but they still feel that they're lacking. The Shlok Kodesh tells us, when we say, it doesn't say, because whatever you have says that a person has to realize whatever he has he has bakol he has everything whatever the Rebbe wants him to have he will have and therefore uh, that's what it means let's move on to some other very very interesting thing right, we know Avram makes his, his servant Eliezer take a shavu an oath before he goes out to find a shidduch for his son isn't that an amazing thing Chazal tells us that Eliezer was in charge of everything of Avram's property Mamash he, made, he wrote the checks he, he, he was the, the mankal as they say he was in charge of absolutely everything Eliezer was everything all of a sudden I was just hold on a minute I have a, me- I have a, a job for you to do take a shavua watch the pshat says the Be'emayim Chaim the words that came with us it's in that little hole over there inside the Be'emayim Chaim remember when we go into the Be'emayim Chaim's keva he said this he says that Avram understood when it comes to money Avram said do whatever you want I don't care when it comes to money I don't care when it comes to Ruchnius, when it comes to a shidduch for my son, all of a sudden now I need a shidduch. There's a Mordecai Maisel who would be a soul Salanta. Who would be a soul Salanta was once staying in an inn and the owner came to him and said with the chicken, he says, are you a sheikhet? I need, I, I need someone to sheikh my chicken and I need to do this. said, Salanta said, no, I'm not, I'm not a sheikh. I'm not a sheikhet. The next day, Rabbi Salanta uh, needed a loan. He needed some money. So he asked the innkeeper, he says, can I need some money? And the innkeeper said, I don't know. How can I trust you? He said, aha, Yesterday, when you needed a shaykhid for Ruchnia, Psedah, you're a shaykh, I know they are, but what's the difference? As long as you know the shaykh, it's good enough for me. When it comes to money, all of a sudden now, I need to have more of a guarantor, and that is problematic over there. Agav, it's interesting over here. If you look at the Possek, the Possek says, in very very interesting but it seems to be over here there's what we call Nechosh the Stiper for example writes this as well that this is a, a, a superstition a little bit over here basically he's telling him if you find a woman that says oh you know she's the right one well you're relying on superstition you're relying on Nechosh what's going on over here so uh, the, Ram- the Rambam explains the Israel is the way it is for example the Rambam says what happens if a person people do this right if a black cat walks under a ladder 
So you can't walk under the ladder. Something like that. It's also mamish and it's a gomel to believe in those things and not to do those things. So the maral and Gu'ari asks on this pasuk over here. Says the maral, why isn't this nechush? It's the same thing. You're not allowed to believe these things. He's saying if she, if a woman says this thing, oh, that's a semen. Says the maral, and nechush is only if there's no connection whatsoever. Black cat goes under the ladder. It's a, it's a bad semen. No shaykhs. We don't understand that. That's a problem. Mashainkin over here, since he's trying to find a test to see that shitaka balas chesed, then there is. Is no problem over here, and therefore it's okay. It's not a problem of nechush, and you don't have to worry over there. I want to tell you a couple of other things as well. The the medrash tells us a, a nace happened over here, and the water rose to her. Look at the Ramban. The Ramban says, "How do we know this?" Because the posuk doesn't say anything about her drawing water from the well. But if you look later in posuk chav, later in posuk chav, the, the, the Torah tells us that. She she came to the well to draw water and to draw for all the camels. Ah, the nace. Why over here there was a nace and over there Pasukhov, there was no nace. Answers does nine He says, because the first time she went to the well, she wasn't going for a specific mitzvah. She was doing what she normally did. She had such a tzadikes, Hashem said it made it easier for her. But when she went the second time in Pasukhov, it was to fill up for the camels, she was doing chesed v'eliezer for a mitzvah. For a mitzvah, because the doesn't have to do nisim, and you're going to have to add your skos by doing it yourself. Moving on to a couple of other interesting things that we have over here. This is absolutely unbelievable. Most people don't know this. If you look over here in Perak of Dalapasulah until I speak. It's going on over here. They're giving you food, you eat something, then you speak. No, I'm not going to eat. Listen to this wild, wild chat, Rabbeinu Bachaya, Rabbi Sai. Rabbeinu Bachaya says that he brings a medrash, that they put poison in front of him in order to kill him. Right? And he knew that because he had a lot of jewelry, they wanted to kill him. He switched it with Basuel, and Basuel actually died from the poison that was originally put in front of Eliezer, and they did over there. If you look, for example, at Pasuk Nundalad, and you can see over there he ate with all the people with him, excludes the Bnei Bayas. Why did the Bnei Bayas not eat all of a sudden? Because of the sitting Shiva in the middle of Avela and therefore says the Rabbeinu Bechaya they could not eat in that case okay uh, the Imeemes one of the highly gay rebels says Psha Eliezer couldn't eat why not he didn't have mincha I can't eat a time like this I didn't have mincha in this case they said to him and they said to him no 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 it's, it's not Sunday not just now so he said that Eved um, Eved Avram Anoichi right so he said that Tom the Daven basically Tom the Daven the Daven the Daven and then we'll eat Eved Avram What's his answer? An Eved of Avram, someone that was the creator of Tefillah for Klal Yisrael, don't just daven one, two, three. You have to understand what davening is. You have to really know what davening is. That's the answer to the Imrayim, is the Gay Rebbe, of what it is. A little bit of a Hasidish Torah, but you have to understand that. That uh, he understood that in that way. Eved Avram Anoichi, and therefore davening doesn't go that quick. Okay, everybody, so have a wonderful